praise the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you for streaming in. Thank God for technology and the 21st century. I'm glad that we could dispense church and hope and power to where you are. And I thought about, we usually use it in Easter. And the phrase was, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. But this week has maybe been a week of anxiety, a week of fear, a week of uncertainty. But Sunday's coming, and Sunday is here. And I take hope in that because Sunday comes every seven days. And I'm praying for every one of us, our church, anybody who is streaming into this building today, that God will speak into your very situation. And I rebuke fear and anxiety. I rebuke the uncertainty that might loom over your spirit. And I speak peace into your home and your heart, into your marriage. That in times of uncertainty and adversity, that God shines brighter. And some of you need to hear that this morning. And I want to affirm you. We are the church of the living God and we are God's people. And um, now that I'm old, as the scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or at seed begging bread. And folks, God's people, I bless you this morning. I bless you to rise up and enjoy the day to the level that you can get there. I told my wife, I live such a busy life, I'm kind of enjoying the looser schedule. What are you doing? I, I'm trying to make the best of it. And I'm enjoying life. We're going to make things work. And as I comb and read the news daily, with more time on my hands, but trying to grab data and information. I was on yesterday, and this was the headline on Fox News. The first article, the first picture. Now bear in mind, I'm working on a message to lift your spirits. It was Saturday afternoon, and I have no title. Sometimes you have the title and no message. That's bad. But sometimes I got the message and no title, that's not as bad. So in my message, as I've kind of articulated in my notes, at the top of my page is just blank where I would put my title. And I logged on and I, I saw that right there, Road to Nowhere. First article, big picture. Picture of a deserted highway in LA leading into downtown of what is usually a four and five lane parking lot moving at single digits. It's a bleak picture. It's stark, surreal picture that I named my message title. I got an inspiration from Fox News, bleak picture of the road to nowhere and I'm going to reverse it here and give you my title, and then I'll preach to you. But 
God gave me this title when I saw that bleak picture, and mine was simply this, Road to Somewhere. Although they may not know where they are going, my friend, the church knows where we are going and what God's going to do. And so I am encouraged, even though the road there may be empty, the neighborhoods are deserted, we trust and serve in a mighty God. And people long before us, four, five thousand years ago, that traveled in bleak and stark situations that now becomes a source of inspiration to us, I reach back into the Old Testament and know that God's people finish well and God's people prevail and God's people are not wanting stuff and God's people are not left out somewhere. My friend, I'm telling you, if you are a part of the body of Christ, you are a part of the most valuable people upon the face of this earth in times like this. And I take comfort in that and I bring hope to your home this morning. Amen. Turn to your family member next to you. Give him a high five and say, Pastor's doing an amazing job and he hasn't even started preaching yet. Praise God. Hey, I know what God is doing, and he does things well. On the screen, you should see my verse, Psalms chapter 25 and verse 15. Psalms chapter 25 and verse 15, and God bless you for tuning in again. The writer writes here, and I quote, I always look to the Lord for help. Only he can free me from my troubles. I always look to the Lord for help, but only he can free me from my troubles. I do want to preach to you this morning on the title, Road to Somewhere. Road to Somewhere. What I want you to do, I want you to grab your family member's hand right now. If anybody's in the room with you, grab their hand. And I want to pray for us. Then I'm going to preach. If you're able to stand where you are, please stand in honor of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. We're trying to make this as much church as possible, even though it's a digital platform. So get your family together if you could and just stand and hold hands and listen to the screen or face the screen. I'm going to pray for us in the name of Jesus. To our few praise team and media team, thank you guys for helping us this morning, for blessing everybody, for venturing out and committing to you. I say thank you, and I send extra blessings and safety to your home as well. Heavenly Father, this morning, Christ, we find ourselves in an environment that no pastor in, has ever pastored or spoke in times present or before. God, I pray for the churches and pastors as we negotiate through the information from the media to bring hope to the people of our churches, our responsibility to dispense the word of God and the praise that lifts your people. I pray for our country, God, and that's been a prayer of ongoing this week. But right now, God, as we enter into the Holy of Holies together, the Holy of Holies that are spread throughout the Inland Empire and maybe around the country and the world that are tuning in, Central and South America. God, I pray wherever they are tuning in from that their home will be blessed and that any anxiety, any uncertainty, any concern and fret, God, would be held at bay 
as the prophetic word of God goes forth right now. Let a ray of sunshine from this pulpit in Old Town Temecula brighten a day, brighten a living room, a bedroom, brighten a checkbook, a finance, a job, Lord. I bless and anoint and dispense power. Every dad that could be concerned about his family and his job employment is a single mother, Christ. A single parent, God, that all the pressure is on them that they've got to figure this out, ranging from rent to food to mortgage payments to groceries, God, to little children. God, I bless them and I strengthen them in their mind, body, soul, and spirit. Let this prayer resonate in heaven, God, and I pray that you'd return it back with an anointing to earth. In your precious name, I pray together. In your homes and on your mobile devices, someone shout amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. In Jesus' name, thank you for standing and participating. You can be seated this morning. Road to somewhere. To show my age probably a little bit, I went back into my mind's eye and my memory Years ago, they would sing a song about the long and winding road. And the chorus went something like this. Long and winding road, keep leading me. Up ahead, I see a sign pointing me straight ahead to victory. I know I must be traveling right. I remember passing Calvary. Although it's dusty and it's cold and it's old for years, it's borne the traveler's load. Someday this road will turn to gold, end quote. I thought about the road that we're on. And outside in the environment of unbelievers, outside of the church body, maybe they are on a road to nowhere. But I am on a road to somewhere. Because God is in control, and I take peace about that. I'm not just saying that as a pastor to get you excited and to pump hope into you. But I really do believe I'm not fretting. I sleep well at night. I'm enjoying the days with my family, and I'm doing everything I can and obeying the laws of the land. But I'm also obeying the word of God because God is speaking into our homes and our lives, and he will sustain you, and he will protect you. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Regardless if people are going nowhere, my friend, I want you to know that the church is going somewhere because God has earmarked us for success and victory according to the word of God and the spirit of God that is inside of us will sustain us upon this earth. Can you shout amen in your homes? So yes, we are going somewhere. Maybe the question in your mind could be, well, how long is it going to take to get there? Have you, you remember when you traveled with your family and your kids and dad, are we there yet? No, we're not there yet. How much longer? And you know, as I would, and you do too, you say, oh, five more minutes just to settle them down. And you know, you got an hour and five minutes. And then in about two minutes later, is five minutes up yet? No, you got three more minutes. But parents have a way of taking three minutes and expanding it into one hour to sustain the kids so they'll just settle down. Are we there yet? Almost. Just a couple more miles. Ask me in a few minutes. Are we there? My friend, we're not there yet. But I know where we're going. And we're not driving down a dead end, and we're not driving off a cliff. 
And in times of adversity, in old times, in New Testament, and even in the 21st century, God prevails when I stay faithful to God. And when I lean into the voice of God and the things of God, I'm going somewhere where God's going to meet me. I'm trekking down the road, and I'm going to end up in the Holy of Holies. But I've got to pass a few things along the way. And thank God we can broadcast from Old Town Temecula and minister to you and bless you in your home and bless you in your situation and give you peace of mind. Why? Because the Word of God and God is omnipresent and He's not stuck here in a church house. Can you shout amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad He's an omnipresent God. What does that big word mean? He's everywhere all the time at the same time. And so although we do feel the presence of God here, I've got a very small home missions audience here watching me, and I thank God that I'm looking at a couple of faces. But even if nobody was here, I could feel the presence of God behind a pulpit, and you could feel the presence of God sitting in your living room, watching with your family or on your mobile device, because God is omnipresent, and we are spirit-filled people, and I'm not going to fret in times of adversity. And listen to me, my friend. I don't want you to fret. Yes, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. True statement. But now, watch me now. That's not just a statement. Now it's reality. Now I'm living what we've been quoting for umpteen years. And so I want you to lean into those scriptures that you've memorized in times of adversity in your personal life. And maybe now it is hitting a global situation, but I'm still going to lean into these things. If God be for us, who can be against us? What shall we say to these things? That's where I gain script power through the word of God in my personal life. And now it becomes a corporate tethering to the word of God. No weapon formed against me. Can I expand the prophet there a little bit and say no disease formed against the God's people? No disease, no depression, no darkness. Come on, somebody. Hear me. I'm preaching from the house of God today. Nothing shall overtake me. Why? Because I'm a believer and I'm spirit-filled according to the word of God. And I've been blood-bought and I've been baptized in the name of Jesus. My road is leading to somewhere. Where is it leading? Into the holy of holies. And there's no dead end on God's highway. Hallelujah. And so if you've walked before, we live in Southern California and the coastline is not too far from us. Beautiful walks along the beach as we grew up or raised our children rather. We'd take them to the beach at times and they would play. And you would walk along the beach and just kind of an amazing picturesque setting. But if you walked along the beach in the sand from point A to point B, how straight of a line do you think you could walk? If we just gave you a point A, say, start right here and just walk. And when you get to point B, I want you to turn around and see how straight you walked. I think that we would be surprised how we veered off at times. The tide is coming in. It's not a clear-cut, straight line. So there's really no lines of demarcation to hold us accountable. The sand is wide and the beach is vast. And you'd realize that you didn't walk that straight of a line. The destination would only be judged, the line would rather, by the destination when you turn around and look back. Although you think and you perceive you were walking straight, I think when you look back, you would realize you didn't walk as straight as you thought you did. But here it is. As you took each step, it felt like you were straight. 
as the left foot went in front of the right and the right in front of the left, you felt like you were obeying orders by walking a straight line. But it's only when you get to your destination and you turn around and you realize, whoa, I didn't realize that I veered off course. There's a story that was told about a king who issued a challenge to the princes of the neighboring land that whom among them could overcome a long journey with varying landscapes, walk a straight line to the king's castle, would have the right to ask his daughter's hand in marriage. Of course, that got some young princes excited to possible ask the daughter of the king's hand in marriage. So the story says the first prince embarked on the journey, looking to the right and left to make sure he was not being off in either direction. But despite his best efforts, the further he journeyed, the more off course he veered. And he did not really walk in a straight line when he got to the castle. The second prince determined to look down, to keep his eyes on his feet, making sure that every footstep followed in the same path as the footstep before. But he too ended badly off course. He got to the castle thinking he was going to be able to ask the king's daughter for hand in marriage. And when he turned back around and looked, he realized he did not really walk that straight of a line. The story tells us that the third prince embarked on the journey, looked at either of the right or left. He did not, or he did not even look down at his steps. Yet, in the end, it was determined that he had walked the straightest line of the three princes. Nobody could figure out how he did it. The first prince was amazed. The second prince was astonished. The king and all of his entourage could not figure them out. And they asked him, how did you walk in such a straight line, young man? And his secret was this. He said, all I did was look into the far distance to the light on the crown of the castle tower. I didn't look at my path or the landscape to the right or the left. I just kept my eyes on the light, and I kept pressing forward to the light until I arrived there. There is something about a secret in walking with God. We are called to walk with God in a straight line and to be holy and to be righteous. And if we're not careful, the surroundings of our situation could veer us off course. And I'm preaching to people here this morning that need to hear a word from God. You need a rhema, something that's going to hold you this week, that's going to get you to my Wednesday broadcast, something that's going to sustain you in the house with your family. And I'm letting you know, my friend, just because there is turmoil worldwide and just because we don't have answers for every situation and we don't know when this curfew is going to live, I'm still focusing on the things of God and the Word of God and the Spirit of God. I'm not going to be distracted by the media. I'm not going to be distracted by the news, but I'm going to see what does saith the word of God, because this is going to stand the test of time and my hope and my promises in the word of God. I'm going to glean from the news. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to submit to the laws of the land, but somewhere in the context of who I am, I've got to release my faith and say, hey, if God be for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No tongue formed against me shall prosper. No disease formed against our country shall prosper. Why? Because I'm focusing on the power of God and what he has done in 
our lives. Oh, somebody in your home, shout amen. Give your family member a high five and say, come on, in Jesus' name, this is so. Praise God. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says this. One rendering says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we must get rid of every weight and the sin that clings so closely and run with endurance the race set out before us. Keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, verse 2. Let me say that again. Keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set out for him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. That's the admonition. That's the challenge. Again, like the three princes wanting the hand of the king's daughter in marriage. He said he focused on the light on the crown that was on the castle. Not focusing on the left foot and the right foot. Not focusing on the terrain and the shrubbery. Not focusing on the rocks and the distractions. I believe in times like this, my friend, the enemy is going to try to distract you and rock your faith and your theology in God. Well, I'm here to preach to you as an apostolic Pentecostal pastor that we focus on the cross and we turn our eyes upon Jesus and we realize that God has every item in control every day, every week, every month. And I bring, that brings comfort to me and to our church as a pastor. How long will this last? That's asking, hey, are we there yet, Dad? I don't know how long it's going to last, but I know where we're going. And I know what God has spoken to me. And I'm bringing a word of faith to our church today. I don't know how long it's going to take, but yes, we will get there. Time will come back together. God's people will resume in Old Town Temecula. Jobs will crank back up. Paychecks will flow. I'm speaking a prophetic word into someone's life, a spirit of hope that you need to hear this morning from a pastor in Old Town Temecula. Road to somewhere. But how does one do that over the course of a lifetime and over a long journey of varying landscapes and challenging circumstances? This is what I tell you. You starve your distractions and you feed your focus. I said, you starve your distractions and you feed your focus. Everything that has taken place is a distraction. I'm not minimizing it, but I'm not giving power to it. I understand I live in a real world. It is a distraction. And if we listen to all the distractions, my friend, what God is wanting to do maybe in your personal life, you might lose the focus of that. And so the purpose here is to starve the distraction, turn away from the distraction and feed my focus. Not by focusing on your circumstances or your walk, but rather fix your eyes upon the destination. Despite your surroundings, despite the mountains and the valleys, focus on your walk. Despite the footsteps or the veering off, if you look at eternity, if you look at Him, if you press forward, 
always on the word and closer to the goal, you will end up there where God is. And straight will be your footsteps in the sand of life. I believe this, my friend. Listen to me. I believe that we will look back with confidence and say, look what the Lord hath done. That will preach great in a couple of months maybe. And maybe you're thinking, that don't preach too good right now, Pastor. But I'm speaking to it as a word of faith into your life. Let it preach good today. Don't wait till the battle's over, the song says. Shout now. I'm going to lift my hands now. I'm going to believe in God now. When is it going to end? I don't know. Are we there yet? Not yet. But I'm still going to trust the voice of God in the life of his people. Can you shout amen at home? Woo! Hallelujah. Road to somewhere. Old song. I went back. I'm feeling old this morning bringing all these old songs to you. I think some of them are so old, Brother John, that they're new to people because they never heard them. That just dates me, but it is what it is because I glean from some of these old songs. But this song says, you can see on your screen, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying stay focused. Starve the distractions and stay focused. Well, that's a cute little logo and words, and I like the colors, Pastor, but how does that work in my world? This is how it works in your world. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory in and grace. So where are we going? We're going into the Holy of Holies. We're on a path. Are we there yet? No. How many more weeks that I have to be in this environment of discouragement and depression, the darkness that looms over humanity? I don't know. But I'm planting my faith and my responses to anybody that would ask me, off the word of God and the examples that he has manifested himself in times past. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's a powerful scripture for me. Now I lean into that. It's easy to preach about Abraham. Abraham, oh, is a big old, the movement, the father of faith. Because we're preaching on the other side of Abraham. But right now, maybe you're in a tough situation. Maybe you're wondering about paycheck. You see, April 1st is coming. Mortgages, rent, Insurance payments, utility bills, that, that's all natural. I'm up against the same mountain as you are. And people 
being cut back in the service industry and the hospitality industry. It affects everybody. I understand. I'm not minimizing that. I'm just telling you, I still have hope. And I'm not going to fret. And the beautiful thing about where we are in life is that you're connected to a church and a body of believers. And we don't leave any soldiers on the field. I've asked our connect group leaders to help me stay connected to your life. If there's any elderly in our church that needs help to get things, you should not be going out. I'm being wise. I do have faith. Get with your connect leader. You need medication picked up. You need some groceries. I understand. We're, this church is here to rally. And my goal is when this all passes and we get there, that people look back and say, wow, I'm glad I was a part of that church family. How would I have done this by myself? And so to our older couples, I say, access your connect leader. Let us bring you things. Shelter in place. Let's obey the laws of the land. We will exercise our faith, and between those two, they come together, and God will honor our obedience to the word of God and the laws. If anybody knows of anybody that is in need of something, get with your connect leader. The connect leaders have been empowered to help me in times like this. They are the spiritual national guards. I can't get to every home, church our size, I can't get to every location. But I have already deployed the connect group leaders. And so, Truvine members that are watching this morning, if you know of a situation, get that information to the connect leader. Because we're going to rally and we're going to love or we're going to show the presence and the glory of God. That's what churches do. It's time that our church, we look at each other and help each other. I'm feeling good. I want you to feel good. Truvine, your leader is not worried. You don't have to have all the answers, but I'm at peace because we serve a mighty big God. That's not a cliche. I didn't steal that from grandpa's preaching days. I'm just telling you reality. I'm just telling you truth. And if God does not feel that big in your life right now, you need to get a hold of someone in our church that God feels big in their life. And let's be the church to one another. Let's be the church to people that don't know us. And I've talked to pastors, we network, we collaborate. Every one of us, without a doubt, believe that the church of the living God will shine and we will all look back and realize how great God was. And there are people that are coming back to church. People that have drifted from God. And if this is a time of wooing God's people back that have drifted off course, hear me now, okay? I feel this in the spirit. If you know somebody or if you are that person and you've got to destination B and you look back and you realize, well, my line's not that straight. I've really drifted off. This is a call for you. 
Call for me to do what? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Maybe somebody has to recalibrate what I call a mid-course correction. You haven't done anything that is blaring, but when you look back from where you started, if you drifted off, that's what I'm preaching about. Come on, let's get our eyes on the light, on the crown that's on the castle. And all the media and all the news, nobody knows right now, listen to me, because people ask me this. I don't know how much of it is truth and hype and false narrative. I don't, nobody knows that. We're only going to know that, Brother Blair, when we look back. To shelter in place for two months, is that overboard? We don't know. To ration out two meat items and two dairy products and stand in line around the store, was that necessary? I don't know. Ask me in two months, I'll be much smarter. But in these times, that's the distraction. I can't control that. I want to speak peace and hope and confidence into your family right now, into your home. A word from your pastor. And if you're watching online and you don't go to church here, I bless you. I anoint your home. This word is not quarantined to just the True Vine people. It's to whoever's streaming and watching this on archives or live. However, this message is getting into your life. And if any pastors are watching, I speak power into your lives and confidence that you can lead the people of your church and stand firm and say, that's what God told me. And everything's going to be okay. And I bless you, my friend, and the people that look to you for guidance, that God will give you a word, a rhema, as you sleep tonight. And as we leverage social media and we get back into the homes of everybody, that, that God will anoint our graphics and our words that aren't just cute and artsy and colorful and matching, but they, they are a word from God in a meme or a graphic form on social media. We shall win the battle, my friend. God's people never lose. His church never wavers. Stay in the church. Stay connected. Love one another. Let's reach out. We've got FaceTime. We've got so much technology. Nobody should be lonely. That's what I'm going to ask you to do this week. Is to reach out to somebody. Phone call, text, or FaceTime. Zoom or Skype. And just have a conversation with them. Let Lord, lay them on your heart. Lord, I feel like I want to just get a hold of you and say, I love you. Well, how you doing? Show, show me the kids. Hey, guys. Let's band together, see what God won't do. I want to ask you to stand in your living rooms or your apartments, wherever you are. If you're broad, taking this broadcast, if you're able to stand, I'm going to conclude. I'm going to bless this in prayer. The praise team will close us out. And, and while you're standing, gather your family in. If anybody's drifted off, tell them, come on back in the den, the living room. Pastor wants to pray for us. This Wednesday, we'll get information out to you. At 7 o'clock, I did record another message that's beyond our connect, so it's not about shadow. 
That will be uploaded this Wednesday. This coming Thursday, I'm recording another one for the following Wednesday, and we'll just kind of take it every couple of weeks. We'll update you, but just be mindful of that. We're going to keep the word into your heart and your soul. Amen. Everybody's gathered in now, I hope, and I want to say a prayer for our families and anybody that's watching online. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Bow your heads, my friend, moms and dads and children. Close your eyes. Picture like you're standing in church and there's 300 people around us and we're respectful and pastor wants to pray. He wants to close out the Sunday. Let's have that spirit. Heavenly Father, I come to the end of my message and my my portion. I pray for every family, every home, every dad that's holding hands with his family. God, that they are the strong ones. Every single adult, God, every single mother that has to be a mother and a dad in this situation. God, that we may not know exactly how the long the road is, but we know we are going somewhere. We know that you are ordering our steps, and I take peace and hope and confidence in that. God, I bless every family, everyone that views this in an archive situation. God, beyond Sunday, I bless them as if they watched it live. And the Spirit of God has no shelf life. The Spirit of God and the anointing does not expire, does not get stale, God. So whenever this message is watched, I pray, God, that the anointing of God that I feel in this house with our praise team will come alive again and illuminate as they stream this message into the week and the coming weeks. Bless our jobs, our finances. I rebuke fear and anxiety. I rebuke uncertainty, God, amongst your people. Bless us. We love you, and you love us, and together we win, and we live in victory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless all of you. The praise team's going to worship a little bit here with us. Don't tune out yet. Amen. We're going to close out in a few minutes, but God bless you. Let's stay connected. Connect leaders. Let's do our part, and let's reach out and love one another. God bless you all. Enjoy our praise team.